Hey, Chris, I know it's late. Thanks for uh, going into the control room with me. I know, it's past your bedtime. No problem. All right. What did what did you forget, Dave? Uh, I just forgot one of the printouts uh, from the machine. I just wanted to make sure I had... Uh, I like to keep a log of all our past stories. So. Right. Yeah, no problem. Man. I know. I just don't want to, like... I don't know. Sometimes Larry, like, creeps around here. I just don't want him to, like, find us and get all cranky. And it is kind of spooky in here at night. It is. None of the lights are on. Um, the machine just looks ominous and big. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. It's a... Uh, it has more lights than usual, mm. which is actually helping us see our way. Yeah, but uh, yeah, I don't know. Maybe you can turn off one of the lights or something. And yeah, that this this big red button is kind of glaring. Uh, let me just let, turn it off real quick. Oh God! It's a warning! Oh God! Turn oh. it off! Pull that lever! Pull that lever! Okay, okay, okay. Jeez. Whew. That right. was. Uh, Hopefully, no one heard that. that. Yeah, I don't know how they could. Hey, Dave, did you notice the the machine? It's printing. Oh my goodness. Oh gosh, we just started a story. You can't let this go on unstoried, I suppose. I mean, it's only the two of us. No, I'm pretty sure this is some sort of Umbrella Corporation thing where you can't not do the story. I suppose so. <laughs> All right, well, what does it say, Chris? This says the, the genre is serial killer. The prop is a solid gold spoon. The line is... What's that smell? And the location is an RV. Wow. Practically writes itself. Yeah. I mean, I feel like on any other night, I'd be so tired that I would just leave this for the next day. But this is pretty awesome. I think we should stay here and try and come up with a story. I agree. I agree. All right. So what's nice about the genre of serial killer is there's some built-in wants, which I think is usually something that stumbles us a little bit. Well, the things that have been troubling us lately is figuring out what characters want. Yeah, yeah. Um, Are you saying wants of like a serial killer, as in like the serial killer is the main character, or like it could be, mm-hmm. or it could not be? I yeah. mean, um, what are you feeling? I mean, to keep things simple, I yeah. think yeah, maybe you know, keeping the least amount of characters to worry about. I think serial killer being the main character makes sense. Gets you, gets us right in there. Awesome. Mm-hmm. So, what's kind of interesting about serial killers in general? And I just watched uh, the Ted Bundy tapes. Mm-hmm. Um, very good. Uh, what was so interesting is like he super arrogant and hot and hid basically like a serial killer's M.O. is to hide in plain sight and mm-hmm. really never be caught because they have these urges that they can't stop. Um, they think they'll be done. They're like murder junkies. Mm-hmm. Um, they, yeah. they think they'll be done. They're going to get that last fix and then they never quite do that and a lot of times serial killers like don't taunt the police they don't want to be caught they're like not doing any of that stuff occasionally they will mm-hmm. but uh, yeah, very I'm trying rarely to think of some some other serial killer movies that come to mind i mean like Zodiac, silence, of the lambs. silence of the lambs yeah i was gonna say any like hannibal lecter yep um dexter oh yeah dexter but he was a killer for good yeah but it, but i mean that would be like a twist that we would put, you know, like when we're trying right. to, like, what's, what's a different kind of serial, like, what could we, what kind of twist we could put on serial killer? And I, I, obviously that's one that's been done where they're like, okay, mm-hmm. well, he, he wants to kill people, but he does it for good. Mm-hmm. Um, that's not going to be our twist. No. I'm trying to think of, like, tropes of, like, Hannibal Lecter or Zodiac or... Well, the biggest... Mm-hmm. So there's always there's always the hunter and, and the hunted, and the hunter becomes the hunted, in a way. In the case of Silence of the Lambs, 
uh, Jodie Foster needed to use Hannibal Lecter to get inside the mind of uh, Buffalo Bill. That's true, yeah. And so Buffalo Bill was both the hunter because he had, you know, the woman who needed to put the lotion in the basket or else she gets the hose again, or, or, or but became the hunted by means of Jodie Foster and Hannibal right. Lecter. Mm-hmm. They, they could be, it could, the angle that we take could be interesting. We could just be following, we could be following the killer and then they eventually get their comeuppance or not. Or not. Yeah. Did you ever see uh, Henry portrait of a serial killer? No. It was an interesting one. Mm. Um, it, it, like kind of, uh, kind of low budget, um, really gritty indie movie from like, I want to say like the eighties. Mm-hmm. Um, and it was like set in like, oh, people are going to get mad at me cause I'm going to get this <laughs> wrong. I think it was set in Buffalo, New York or someplace cold. It might've been New York city. I'm not sure, but it was somewhere in New York. Mm-hmm. And, um, and it was just like this, this guy, Henry and his, his buddy would just like drink a lot of beers and they, they would just live this very like depraved crappy lifestyle and then henry just started to kill a bunch (laughs) but i mean it's uh yeah it's just it's just out of like depraved but not usually like what you think of with uh with serial killers like how they're yeah i don't know i would usually quiet guy next door yeah i wouldn't say there's another trouble like serial killer is that there's like a lot of backstory to like the sort of like childhood that person who's as a kid is the one who like Drowns Dog, rabbits yeah, or something, you know. They, yeah. they're, they're, they've got some sort of childhood uh, trauma or something that they don't understand, like right from wrong, or I don't know. Zero you know, empathy. Zero empathy. Um, but then I was also going to say, a lot of times the the detective who's searching for them is almost as cunning and like hungry to catch them. Oh yeah, they'd have to be. So they they're almost like the same person in a way. You could play yeah. with like. They're they're they could equally be as bad, you know, to if they were to choose to be on the light side or the dark side, whatever way you want to right mm-hmm, right spin it. I guess we could look at some of our other criteria. Maybe that would help us. Like the yeah. prop is a solid gold spoon. Okay, that's interesting. Could be like a murder weapon. Could be a murder weapon. Seems like a something from like we were just talking about like childhood. Like a spoon. Like a like a like a, like a, I guess that's a silver spoon. Like the metaphor of like yeah. a silver spoon, but. Yeah, there's something about that that's pretty interesting. Yeah. I feel like that that could be that could be what what gives them away or something like that. Oh yeah, like a calling card. Yeah. So something about this whole RV thing makes me think like uh, you know that's sort of the that's sort of his home base. And trapped. I'm just saying his just mm-hmm. because 99 percent of serial killers are guys. That's true. Mm-hmm. Uh, very rarely. Lizzie Lizzie Borden was a was just a, a that was a. It wasn't a serial killing. It was just a killing spree. Mm-hmm. So yeah, let's well, yeah, differentiate. I guess that yeah. would give us a way to like have him travel around the country. Exactly, you know, it gives him a little bit of yeah, uh-huh. like you know maybe he's like the KOA killer or something like yeah. that. You know, he's going around at these campgrounds. Yeah, the campground. Yeah, Camp, campground yeah. killer. The campground killer. That's kind of cool. All right. Yeah, not bad. I'll write that down. Okay, write that down. Oh, ooh, mm-hmm. maybe he uh, gets into a little bit of cannibalism. Mm-hmm. Only eats. Eats them with the golden spoon. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that, that's kind of what I was thinking. It could be, yeah. and, it, and it could have some sort of symbolism to his past. Oh yeah, um, too. So so maybe he he um, because he focuses on campgrounds, 
he waits for those people who are like lost, like like the hikers who are okay you know, a few days out on the trail. Yeah. Um, maybe he had a, maybe he had, Oh, here we go. Maybe he had some sort of, uh, if, if we want to give him some sort of like psychological inciting incident, Mm -hmm. you know, maybe he had a, a, an abusive camp counselor, uh, who as punishment for like not being a great camper or whatever, just like left him alone, like out in the rain or something Mm -hmm. like, you know, for nights or, or like intentionally would like lose him from the pack. Mm -hmm. And so like, uh, in a, in an effort to get back at people or, or to like to vindicate, you know, he's, he's, he's made himself quite a good survivalist or something. Yeah. It was one know. of those, one of those times. So yeah, it was like his first year at summer camp mm-hmm. and. Oh, summer camp proper. Summer camp proper. Okay. Yeah. And the, the like, so yeah, we, we, we understand that like, oh, he's, he's being sort of tortured by this camp counselor. And one of the times he gets really, really lost and he becomes one of those kids who's like, like they have to do a national search or like, well, like, yeah. And he's like stuck in the woods for maybe like a year or two, like where he like develops as a, as a, into an adult as like one of those, Oh wow. Like like raised by wolves kind of things, but I don't mean literally he's raised by wolves, but, but that might have a Gary Paulson, Paulson hatchet situation. Yeah. That might give us a reason, like give him that sort of, Oh, that's developmental gap because he grew up by himself. I love that. Hatchet (laughs) is one of my favorite uh, (laughs) stories of all time. Um, that's interesting. So like, what if the kid basically like, what if the kid from hatchet like ended mm-hmm. up? Yeah. Kind of, I mean, you would be mentally disturbed or you would have some, probably yeah. some issues from, from a, an mm-hmm. experience like that. Yeah. Yeah. And so when he was found as a young adult, right. He, he sort of, they try to bring him back into society, but he can't do it. And his sort of like first kill is going after that camp counselor and then sort of he dives back into the wilderness. Okay. That's cool. Mm-hmm. All right. Yeah. So we need to go back a little bit. Maybe, All right, so maybe let's give him a name. Um, mm-hmm. Rupert. Rupert. Give him three names. Come uh, on. All, all yeah. good killers need three names. Evan. Yeah. Rupert Evan. Hall. <laughs> no. Oh my God. Well, I just, uh, his first name's R yeah. and we, we, he lives in an RV. I didn't know if we wanted to get a V in there. Uh, Rupert Valentine. Rupert Valentine. Evan Valentine. Rupert Evan Valentine. Okay. Or the Rev Killer for mm-hmm. sure. <laughs> I don't know. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Rupert Evan. Rupert Valentine. R E V. Yep. yep. Okay. So, so. RV. RV. Yeah. <laughs> that works. <laughs> um, so, so he's a six year old, you know. Six? Do you think he's younger when he gets lost the first older, time? Older. He's older. I would say 10 to 12. Okay. He's 10 years old. I, a six-year-old could not survive for a year. I, I, yeah, yeah. That's true. <laughs> Unless he was raised by wolves. <laughs> Those would have to be some pretty yeah. pretty intuitive wolves. All right. He'd have a better shot in the jungle with some monkeys. <laughs> and he'd have a Mowgli situation. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> so he's at summer camp. So our 10-year-old is at summer camp. Summer being- camp in uh, where? The Dakotas. It's kind of cool. Yeah. Yeah. Like way out west. Yeah. Mm-hmm. In the Dakotas. In the Dakotas. All right. And it kind of makes sense because, you know, if you're if you're there, you're not going to probably run into a lot of people or help. Yeah. I'm, I'm taking I'm trying to take some notes here because Josh usually does a good job of keeping track of all this. OK. So so hopefully that'll help us. Um, Ten year old summer camp uh, abandoned by his camp counselor in the Dakotas turned mm-hmm. him in, uh, turned him into a serial killer. Yeah. So when he, yeah, so he's abandoned for like eight years. So he comes back, he's 18. 
Cool. I yeah, like yeah, it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So he's out there eight years. How does he get discovered again? Hmm. That's good. That might play into sort of some of his neurosis. Or he's never discovered. I mean, the, he, he just, just goes like right into killing, you know? Oh, yeah. I mean, and I don't he know. could. Yeah. Maybe his first, uh, well. I, I guess there was something strong about like yeah. him coming back into society. Because this would be stuff that our detective uncovers about him. You know, like, oh, he's actually this kid that, like, remember remember in the news when when there was that the the Dakota kid that was lost for eight years and then they yeah. like he came wandering out of the park and like the camp the rangers found him yeah like um yeah there's like like they they tell stories about him mm-hmm. like there's sightings of him every once yeah, in a yeah, while yeah yeah but then um maybe maybe the inciting incident or not the inciting incident the mm-hmm. um the the first case is like uh like missing missing campers so so what I'm proposing is mm-hmm. he um he is just Maybe not so like serial killer, but he's just like total survival mode. Mm-hmm. So he might kill sort out of a necessity. Rambo first blood kind of thing. Yeah, like a Rambo uh-huh. first blood thing. Only yeah. like he's just little. Um, but like he finds like some people with an RV and just you know murders them mm. uh, in an order to you know basically have shelter mm. with the RV. And do we still like want? Do we still want his first kill to be that camp counselor? That was the only reason I was thinking that if he was to get. Reinduced well, back into society, like yeah. he's given to his parents, and like he just doesn't fit in anymore. Like he's see the, the only thing. Much? The only thing that runs counter to me about mm-hmm. about killing the camp counselor is then it's then it's over. Mm. And if he's and if he never gets the satisfaction of getting that kill, then that could manifest itself oh, in other ways. Okay. You know what I mean? So it's just like that would quench the thirst. Mm-hmm. Then yeah, instead he of, wouldn't have to kill anymore after mm-hmm. that, really. I mean, yeah. it would just be as like one big vengeance kill. But if other people are like reminding him of that, oh, camp, that camp counselor, counselor. You know, camping or mm-hmm. doing whatever, mm-hmm. like that could that could be a triggering kind of okay. mental thing. Okay, I'm because of the lack of it. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Yeah, no, I'm 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 into that. Okay, okay. So what we've got is is uh, Rupert Evan Valentine. He was a ten year old boy who was lost out in the woods for eight years yep. due to the. Uh, the neglect of a camp counselor. Yep. Um, so, and then uh, reappears eight years later, not to the world, but to our story, I guess. Correct. Yeah. Yeah. We we catch up. We fast forward in time. Yeah. Kills. So, yeah. So, we the story like, starts up when he's 18. Uh, camp counselor. Kills. Well, yeah. He d- does not kill camp counselor. No, no, no. Kills others that reminds him of that. Yeah. So, his first kill was the, the out of these people that are like. Camping in an RV. RV, yeah. yeah. And so he he obtains an RV, and they were they were like mm-hmm. glamping, and so they have all this like <laughs> really like uh, fancy what is he, stuff. Yeah. So what is yeah is that where he gets the the sure. gold spoon? Sure, why not? Okay. Yeah. Let's let's dive into that first kill. I a guess solid gold spoon. Well, I mean, like whatever happens in that first kill, I feel like will dictate what he does like for everyone after that. Yeah. Because uh-huh. there's a ritual that's like, mm-hmm. and if I'm thinking uh, of like like Zodiac, uh, yeah, like the first scene is like those those kids in the car mm-hmm. and so like it's sort of a it's like a big opener to the story um i feel like it's an important scene yeah mm-hmm. i mean there's usually there's usually like patterns mm-hmm. with these things yeah so what if you have like this flashback to the camp counselor and like uh they're like sitting around like the campfire or something or they're like in mm-hmm. the woods the camp counselor is just like uh, like here's a wolf or something like off in the distance like did you hear that rupert Go check it out. 
He's like, I don't know. I'm scared. He's like, do it. Do it. Yeah. And like he gets lost, like chasing after the sound of a wolf. Yeah. And that's actually like maybe what he leads others out with. He just like makes the wolf sound. And so like, I don't know. Actually, I don't know if like, (laughs) I don't know if people would actually go out, go out (laughs) with the sound of a wolf. (laughs) Let's, let's run with part of that. Because what I was going to say is maybe they, they invite him to sit next to them at the campfire because like this this like eighteen year old kid comes out of the oh, woods sort gotcha. of sort of like cold Ooh. and and they they're like oh my gosh like are you okay like sit down like have you been lost and they're trying to talk to him and something about them causes that flashback of the the camp counselor gotcha and like that's where I thought we were starting to go like like what is yeah. it what is the thing that what is the thing initiates that flashback to where the camp counselor but I do like the camp counselor saying like go check out the wo- like. It, yeah, you know? something about something about casting him out, mm-hmm. right? Or just like, oh, they could, they could, like he, because he doesn't know how to like interact with people in a social. Setting. Oh, and they just tell him to go. So, yeah, yeah maybe so he, like, so like he does something socially wrong, and, and they get kind of mad at him. So like they were trying to help him at first, and then, right? I mean, if you're if you're just uh, mm-hmm. maybe they have food, and he just like reaches right in and grabs it, mm-hmm. or just like it's kind of like eating like an animal, and like yeah, the woman goes to like touch him, like are you okay? And she, like, yeah, he like snips like actually like tries to bite her or something he's you know? like you gotta get out of here yeah yeah he's <laughs> like yeah the, the husband's like 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 go on like get like he starts treating him like an animal yeah you gotta get out of here yeah, yeah, yeah. i'm gonna call the police mm-hmm. and then uh yeah something about that causes the flashback yeah too. and then he just mm-hmm. goes bananas yeah okay let me write that down real quick or part of that down yeah <laughs> he's got a hatchet yeah it's the one thing that he yeah he has I'm sorry i'm just yeah. I'm going with <laughs> Going with or that uh, or that Gary gold Paulson. spoon or yeah. the gold spoon. Uh-huh. Seems like a weird thing to have. Well, interesting though. I mean, maybe maybe he comes from uh, maybe he himself came from like a very rich family, like you had orig- had originally said, and he, like maybe his uh, his mom or caregiver or somebody gave him like a little golden spoon around his around his uh, around his neck, mm-hmm. you know, uh, that he kind of keeps with him. I'm not really sure what significance that has yet, but mm-hmm. um, I mean, I feel like a lot of this story is going to be. In my mind, it's all these like little flashbacks throughout like these killings that remind they give him more backstory. Right. Um, and eventually we might learn that oh, his his mother was really protective of him. And like this was like this like little gold spoon was something he had as a child. And it's like it's like she's like, You're going off to camp, like I want to give you this. So you Rambo that Rambo esque quality is interesting. Mm -hmm. You know, like you still it's like Rambo's dog tags or something, you know, or like yeah, you get these little flashes mm-hmm. that kind of paint the bigger picture. But I feel like the majority of this film could be like silent beside because mm-hmm. he's, he's not going to talk, no. you know, or you might or you might get these these flashbacks that there's talking in it, but it could be predominantly silent besides people screaming and saying, don't kill me. <laughs> <laughs> maybe that's and maybe the line can be like. You know, as he's like creeping up to the camp, they're like, God, what's that smell? Oh, my God. Who's that kid? Uh-huh. <laughs> there there could be that. I mean, there probably would be a smell about him. Oh, from, definitely. Yeah. Yeah. So, I mean, that line could come up a lot. Like that's sort of a yeah, a precursor to people being attacked. <laughs> it is. That's, like, that, that, that gives smell? the audience like a like uh-huh. a like a. Oh, no. <laughs> it's him. He's going to kill again. Mm-hmm. Maybe we we talk about introducing the detective. Who's going to, who's going to take this case now? So like he's, so like Rupert's killed once he's yeah. got an RV, which he doesn't actually know how to drive, but he, he's got it. It's out in the woods. And yeah. Yeah. He doesn't know how to drive it. And I think that's probably the biggest thing mm-hmm. is like he, it's, it's probably stationary, honestly. Mm-hmm. Like 
if you don't know how to draw, I mean, you you might try to figure it out, but you also have limited gas. Yeah, yeah, that's true. Unless the and the moment he moves and he goes anyplace, he's going to get stopped on the highway or something. Mm-hmm. You know, yeah. So, so the RV like, becomes that's his home base, and you might cover mm-hmm. it with leaves and branches and like. Mm-hmm. Well, so I was trying to think like if if the RV was at the place of the first murder. Yeah. Does does maybe like the the husband who is who's like injured trying to get away and gets Ooh, in the yeah, RV and, and yeah. starts driving it, but then Rupert's in the car, in the RV with him Ooh, and that's good. and it it goes off and crashes yes. in the woods. Yes, yes, the, yeah. Yes. And the only thing was I I wouldn't want the, to make it too easy for the cops to find the RV. I mean that's also a tragic thing for him. Like that mm-hmm. could maybe help finish off the husband. He's yeah. in it. The whole thing rolls. Yeah, but it like I mean maybe it's like a little on its side, but mm-hmm. like it's still mostly upright yeah yeah but it's like down in this ravine mm-hmm. it actually kind of makes like the perfect hideout yeah yeah it becomes his hideout then yeah mm-hmm. and he's able to cover it up with like mm-hmm. you know uh brambles and branches yeah. and things and maybe he like drags the body of the the husband back to the campsite to does he or does he eat him does he or doesn't he eat them that's true with the silver sp- or with his golden spoon that's what i'm saying yeah like you know Maybe pretty, maybe that could be part of a flashback, like when you know when he's given the spoon, like it's just like uh, it's like well, you never know, you know, when you're when you're out in the woods, you never know where that next meal is going to come from, mm-hmm. or something like that. So maybe that becomes a thing, you know. He's just like uh, he just doesn't let an opportunity waste. Yes. Okay. He eats them. I'm he just eats them. Yes. <laughs> I wrote down. He eats them. <laughs> uh, <laughs> so uh, maybe. Should we try and come up with with some other murders that he commits? No, oh, yeah, sure. I don't know. Maybe sure. That, that'd be something else. Like now he's had his taste for hiker. I feel like that'll be an easy. Yeah, I mean, you like, can keep going with this. Mm-hmm. You can get a hiker. Um, like some guys that have like a, a still in the backwoods. A still that would yeah. be interesting. I know, like uh, my my stepdad was big into star parties, and so they try to get you know view the view space from like the most remote location they could possibly do like the darker mm-hmm. skies the yeah. better uh-huh. yeah oh that'd be cool yeah, yeah. and terrifying mm-hmm. <laughs> but i feel like it's you know it's it's usually silly serial killers have a type that's true yeah and is it is this type just people <laughs> i mean opportunity I like could, yeah i know i feel like we could campers campers, campers. i mean they, yeah. they have to remind him of the camp counselor. Right. And that's one of the main things. So maybe, maybe predominantly guys. Probably. Then. And anyone else who's with them is more just. Yeah. Like they're. You know what? Maybe maybe mm-hmm. we switch around the uh, the situation with the RV. Then mm-hmm. he kills the guy and she tries to get away and he's in there. Okay. And then she inadvertently dies. Yep. Right. But yep. It, maybe it's just mostly like guys. Mm-hmm. Yeah. She of, just dies in the crash. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I'm, a, I'm a big fan of this uh, this YouTuber named Joe Robinette. Mm-hmm. Um, who was on, uh, I think it was season one or two of Alone. Uh, maybe season one of Alone. Um, anyway, he's always going out in the woods, like, solo for, like, days and just, like, YouTubing his, like, bushcraft camping experience. I feel like he'd be a good victim. Yeah. And <laughs> oh, you, and that could be a way that he could start to be, like, there'd be, like, a little bit of evidence about mm-hmm. him. Because mm-hmm. this kid wouldn't know about, maybe probably wouldn't know wouldn't about Wouldn't know about the phone. So if he left no. it. Well, I mean, mm-hmm. camera stuff. Just yeah, that's what I mean. He's yeah, so if it's like it. if it's left at the scene of the crime, they would find it. And, right, exactly. And, and it would become sensationalized that like, oh, there's this like. Right, then a national search could go. Mm-hmm. So like he he kills a YouTuber, mm-hmm. a a bushcrafting YouTuber, <laughs> not named Joe Robinette. 
Joe Robinette, if you're listening to this, I think you're awesome. Yeah, no, I think we've got some good stuff here. I think I want to try and figure out who the detective is next. I think Definitely. that's important. Hey, wait. What, you, dude? I, I hear footsteps coming. It's probably Larry. I, oh, no. Okay, go hide. Get, out, get out of here. Go, go, go. I remember leaving it around here someplace. Justin, do you mind calling my phone? Oh, yeah, hang on. Is it ringing? Yeah, I think I hear it coming from... Oh, here it is. Huh. Looks like... Looks like the machine's running. And there's some notes here or oh, something. Wow. Looks like somebody... Looks like somebody started a... A story. Let's see. And they didn't finish it? That, that's against the rules. Yeah. We can't have that. We should probably finish it, right? I mean, I guess we have to now. Yeah. Okay, so... See, we got serial killer as our genre, a gold spoon as our prop. Our line is, what's that smell? <laughs> and our location is an RV. Oh, man, that's serial killer territory right there. All right. Rupert, Rupert Eve, Rupert Evan Valentine. Okay. So we got, got a middle name for this guy. Oh, okay. So, yeah, and our killer, our killer is our main character. Okay. Like a Dexter thing, maybe? Yeah, maybe. Let's see here. He's a... A 10-year-old? He's a 10-year-old. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Um, okay. All right, so he's 10 years old, and he is sent to summer camp with a golden spoon from his mother. A malicious counselor picks on Rupert, and one night sends him out to the woods alone to check on, to check on a sound, and he gets lost. Okay, so we're out in the Dakotas. Eight years later. <laughs> Classic. So, okay. so he's not really the main character. Well, I mean, like, he's the main character, but he's not like a Dexter. It sounds like he's going to be a, okay. a Jason type of yeah, cause then character. We, okay, because, yeah, then we have two glampers with an RV find a teenage boy who's lost and doesn't talk. Okay. Okay, so, so Rupert gets lost in the woods, and two glampers in an RV find him. They invite him out to a fire, but when he acts animalistic and violent, the man yells at him and tells him to get lost. And this triggers a flashback to when Rupert was harassed by the counselor. Rupert attacks the glampers and murders the man. <laughs> the woman tries to get away in the RV, but Rupert is there, is in there and attacks her, crashing the RV in a deep ravine. It looks like that's kind of where they left off. There's some notes here. Rupert's the type... Rupert's type are men who remind him of the counselor. Okay. The woman was just an accident. Rupert eats them <laughs> using his golden spoon. Okay. Uh, oh, he, okay. He begins to use the, the crashed RV as his base. Oh, when he strikes, people notice the smell first. Okay. So his possible killers or his possible kills or targets are hikers, sky watchers, hillbillies, a survivalist YouTuber, uh, that's a camera. Okay. So that way they can look. Last. And then there's like a final thought. Who is the detective on the case? Okay. So like right off the bat, like I'm, I'm thinking of, it's like the legend of, mm -hmm. right. It's like the legend of the forest boy. I don't know. <laughs> right. I mean, they say like an 18 year old kind of man at this point, like he's still gonna be young in the face, but he's going to be like fully built. 
Okay. Yeah. No, that's good. Good math. Yeah. Cause he's, he's 10 years old and then, uh, he reappears eight years later. Right. Okay. So like he's probably gangly, but he's definitely like, you know, he could be. Okay. I mean, he is yeah. a full grown person at that point. At the risk of flying in the face of the notes, I don't know if Rupert, I don't, well, I mean, Rupert could still be our main character, but like now that normally if you have like the legend of, then you introduce like a series of characters who sort of encounter the legend, right? right. Like I'm thinking of like how Jason Voorhees is like the legend of Camp Crystal Lake. Right. You know? Or, um, in a way like the Blair Witch Project, right? Like, yeah. Like, like so in this sense, like, I assume we're not following Rupert's around per se, like I mean like Jason, like yeah. you kind of have like, you sort of like you're looking through his eyes sometimes and things. Yeah. Um, I mean, he's kind of like a force of nature. He like kind of appears and disappears kind of out of convenience. Right. Right. So like, in other words, two, two teens are being promiscuous. And as the audience, we know Jason's just right behind the door. He hates that. <laughs> <laughs> not, yeah. not in my woods. Yeah. Um, he's got to put a ring on it. Said Jason. <laughs> So, I mean, um, the possible killers are fine, especially like the YouTuber one is interesting. I would almost make it so like it's like a streamer. So that could be like a live thing that's happening. So like, oh, interesting. Because if it's a YouTuber, like they would have to upload it later. But if they're dead, that's not going to happen. So like if they're like streaming it live. Okay. Like that would be like a fun kill. Yeah. <laughs> not things you're but then, do, yeah. Should there be more than one though? That would be my only, my only real question is should there be more than one person or is it, I mean, it's just as cool if it's just like. Mono Imano, like you mean Hunter for the whole Prey, thing. sort of, yeah, like for the whole movie type thing, or yeah, because it sounds like what what, what we got so far is we have like the like the preamble or sort of like the origin mm. story, and then we maybe we even t- we even take it further. There's like there's two like, there's like two flashbacks to this film. Like yeah. we have ten years or we have eighteen years ago, we have eight years ago, and then we flash forward like whatever uh, another. Two years, yeah, I mean, two years later, too, right? Because yeah, if the vans is now like, um, yeah, the RV's his base camp, right? And so, I mean, the the fun thing that could be fun with the uh, streamers is like it could be multiple, and they have to like it's sort of like the Blair Witch thing where they like pick up the camera and keep shooting. Yeah. Okay, so yeah, let's say I mean, is it are there normally teams of YouTubers? Well, like, I mean, I think it would depend. So, like, if you're going out like ghost hunting, yeah. it's kind of like the ghost adventures, right? Like they all mm-hmm. have a camera, but maybe in this sense, like there's a camera. <laughs> And if someone drops it, they have to like pick it up to keep going. And would you, this is really technical, (laughs) but like, would you be able to live stream something from like the middle of nowhere? I mean, essentially as long as you have radio, like radio or like you can upload to data or whatever, like you could be streaming. So, okay. Yeah. Cause it sounds like we're kind of in the, the wilderness in the Dakotas. So, I mean, Verizon's everywhere, right? (laughs) This episode is brought to you by Verizon. Um, we're everywhere, which is interesting because usually the first thing you do in a, in a horror is cut like any way to contact people. Right. Is like, Oh, the phone oh, doesn't that's work. Interesting. Yeah. That's like, I mean, there are whole like hypercuts made about that. Right. So, so do we want them to live stream it or do we make this sequel territory and they make they make a, you know, they document the whole thing. I mean, I only say live because like, I'm curious of like, so especially if like, if it happened, like through a two or three days hike into the Dakota, like they're not going to get help for yeah. two to three days anyway. Like in, and the nature of like online streaming is like, people, they might not help. Like they're just going to like watch someone get attacked by this man or like, yeah. 
or they might just think it's a, a creative narrative. Right. Cause essentially you probably aren't going to see too much like murder. You'll see them get attacked and stuff, but like, you're not going to like, yeah. And then likewise, there's, there's this idea, this last note, which is, is there a detective? So, I mean, it's just as likely that while this event could be triggered by the presence of these YouTubers, we could also include a detective who's simultaneous, like, you know, and how, how in like some most serial killer movies, like there's the, the hunter, like the, the hunter prey. So like the serial killer and his victim, but then there's also like the hard boiled detective who's like trying to crack the case before that person dies. Right. Or, um, especially if we're streaming live, like you could have the audience essentially be the detectives who are like pinging, like they're trying to figure out where they are. Like there's a lot of things like Reddit or, or people on the internet, like solving mm-hmm. crimes and like the cops, like getting information from people, oh. like looking at pictures yeah. and like Google maps and stuff. Like you could almost make the audience, the, the quote unquote detective. Yeah. And so maybe they're figuring out where they are, pinging off their phones, trying to contact police. Oh, that's interesting. So what if the detective's job is to sort of triangulate their location based on their clues, that the, the clues that they've left in their videos? Not intentionally, yeah. but, you know, they're like, oh, weird. Like I hear a there's like a like a stream nearby, like you can hear it on in, in the in the feed uh, or in the stream. There's a stream in the stream. Um, there's like a, like, there's like a, a, a running body of water. <laughs> right. Or even like, I, I'm pretty sure like they'll, like if they can, if they know there's a jet flying over ahead, like they'll get out the app to figure out what plane yeah. it's where and like what's going on. Like, okay. People are really yeah. into that stuff on the internet. Yeah. I like that. Okay. So we have our YouTuber or YouTubers. Maybe it's just one. Yeah. I mean, and then, yeah. And you can stream on YouTube. That's fine. Um, cause otherwise Twitch is like the main one that you okay. can stream with. I don't like, know. Yeah. I know I mean, I'm being specific. That's all right. I mean, okay. So let's say we have a character, his name's Joel okay. and he's just like an outdoor enthusiast. And so he makes a bunch of videos, uh, or streams about like, you know, hiking and sort of rock, like face, rock face, climbing, face, climbing rocks. I don't, <laughs> uh, uh, he makes a bunch of videos about like hiking and rock climbing and, you know, zip lining and stuff like that. So would he, would he use like Twitch or YouTube or do we like, I mean, for, for funsies, do we like fictionalize a, a platform and right. Like FaceTube. Right. Cause like, I mean, this is a movie they'd Twitch to they probably create something. Right. Unless, unless they want to sponsor right. the podcast. Um, um, let's just call it streamable. Streamable. Okay. Sure. Um, love it. So Joel trademark streamable. You heard it here first. And then, so are they going to create like a little team? Like it could be like. Like maybe him and like he meets up with like Alice, who's like a monster hunter. Okay. And like, they're going to like combine their skills to like head out into Dakota. So, okay. So are they, is that what their show? Like, let's, let's describe their show a little bit. Like, is their show about mysteries? And like you were saying earlier, like the ghost hunters guys, or is it like, or like, uh, like maybe it's like a crossover where like she's using a monster hunter. He's out, he's an outdoorsman. They're coming together to find, this one creature. So I like that because then that gives them some baseline knowledge about Rupert. Right. right. So they're, they might be wandering around that. Yeah. You know, uh, for the uninitiated, you know, this is, this is where a lot of people say Rupert, the, uh, the deserted camper, <laughs> the golden spoon eater. Yeah. The, well, yeah, let's give him a name. Like, so like in other words, they wouldn't call him Rupert. Right. Like, He's like the gold spoon cannibal. 
<laughs> I was gonna say yeah, because like, otherwise, like the Golden Boy, but like, oh, the Golden Boy is good. But like, because it's like a like a sort of play on like the classic. The classic for that is like a you know a person who like yeah. is well off and stuff. And now, yeah. But I do like like Golden Spoon Cannibal. The Gold Spoon. The Golden Cannibal. Mm. Because like I feel like it needs to be somewhere short. Okay, so we so it's got to have Cannibal in it. Yeah, and gold. Gold. I mean, just the Gold Spoon <laughs> Cannibal. Yeah. I mean, at the risk of just kind of p- phoning it in. Right. But I think that, that's a good name. Yeah. I know. That's listen, if it were real, that's what I'd fucking call it. Right. Like, right. Okay. I mean, so Bigfoot's not creative at all. <laughs> <laughs> it's like somebody just like standing over the, like the footprint and they're like, what do you think made this? I don't know. Some sort of Bigfoot. <laughs> well, you think? <laughs> <laughs> okay. Bigfoot. It's like we're mocking it. And then like someone wrote it down and yeah. now that's what we call him. Yeah. Like gets out of his truck. He's like, I guess we should call you big ass because <laughs> because <laughs> you left an imprint on my truck seat yeah. all right um okay so uh joel and alice you know they're they're filming as they're 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 walking and talking yeah and you know maybe maybe like their their dynamic on the show is that joel's kind of like a he's not necessarily like a non-believer but he's he's he provides like the skeptic point of view yeah on the show and alice like you were saying she's kind of she's into it and like Joel would be more cautious about like, especially general nature stuff where like yeah. Alice is going to be more about like, where's the monster and like chasing it and, yeah. and things. So like, because Joel is sort of a naturalist, he's kind of of the mind. Yeah. There's like a logical explanation for just about any of this stuff. Right. right. But Alice kind of, she brings the sort of supernatural or sort of um, urban legend take to, to most of their videos. Especially being a silly serial killer. I'm kind of like on the edge that like he needs to kill more than just like these two and i don't know if they stumble upon him like either a scene or somehow like or do we cut like is the whole thing from their point of view or do we see cuts from the mod like from yeah point of view Mm. that's a good question i mean it's, it's weird because i think it's sort of a like how do we make this a writing decision like if i were to film it it would definitely be it's definitely something that would come to mind like do we do like a something a la Blair Witch, where you see nothing but the the, the 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 whole story is told from the perspective of Joel and Alice's camera, or do we like basically, you know, we're observing this from from like an outsider's point of view. So they're still making their streamable video, yeah. But we, you know, we have the ability to cut to you know Rupert or the detective. I think, yeah. I mean, if we're oh. gonna if we're gonna involve the detective, I think it would almost have to. Yeah, because the only thing I was thinking it'd be cool if like whenever it wasn't them recording themselves, it was always like wide, like kind of far away shots. Yeah. And then later you learned out like that was always Rupert's point of view. Oh, interesting. Because like later you see like that. like that, that shot kill someone. Well, maybe like the, the, at least the online detective, they show up like when they're recording themselves, you could have like they're recording and like the stream chat, like going next to it. Yeah. And that's where you could kind of be like reading how they're figuring out where they are or something. Okay. Like, so yeah. the only other thing you need is like, do we have an actual detective that's coming to save them, or are we just assuming that like once the stream figures it out, like the, sh- the movie's kind of over? Or so, I guess what I was thinking was that we 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 set up the scenario, the situation with both Joel and Alice, right? And it's not until they're actually captured that we cut to our detective. What's detective Seth? I was, I was thinking of a last name, like, oh, uh, yeah, right, right. Um, I don't um, know. Let's, I don't know. Let's make him, uh, let's make him a, let's make him a, like, 
Asian American character. What was the one from like Nadim? Nadim was from uh, the not Punisher, Daredevil, I think. Um, let's yeah, let's call him uh, Detective Kenneth Wu. Okay. So we we cut to to Detective Wu, and he's like, I don't know, maybe he represents like this really sort of unappreciated arm of the detective force. Like he's like kind of the like the 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 way in which he investigate investigates most crimes is through like social media. I don't I know. know. I didn't want to stereotype that he's like an Asian guy that like gets technology, but yeah, kind of like he's like the online car salesman for the detective agency. Like yeah. he does everything. Yeah. Online. Yeah. And we know that like this has been a cold case for like two years. Right. So like people know like something's going on in these woods and all the, all the cops are kind of hip to the urban legend that, you know, there's like this golden spoon, gold, gold spoon killer. Yeah, right. Yeah. <laughs> or cannibal. Yeah. Yeah. But obviously like none of them take, take it seriously. Like as far as they're concerned, it's kind of like a Zodiac killer thing where it's like, yeah, oh, you'll, you'll never find this person, you know, like right. smarter people have tried sort of thing. But by virtue of Joel and Alice giving them just the right clues that they need by way of this, uh, of this stream, there's no better detective than detective Kenneth Wu. So are there three cameras then basically like three like points of view, like yeah, monster I, stream and then like Kenneth Wu. Yeah. I think we, I think I we stick to something a little bit more traditional. In other words, like I don't think it can be like monster. a straight up. Well, I'm, oh. I, it can be like a straight up Blair witch thing, right? right? Like we cut between multiple perspectives and we also just take some liberties with the chronology of it all. Right. So okay. like, in other words, like Joel and Alice, they get captured, but like we cut back to, you know, detective Wu and he's like still typing away at his computer or something. And he's not aware of what's, what's going on in the, the woods quite yet. Right. Um, or maybe he follows them and that's like, he's like watching it kind of go down. Yeah. I kind of imagine like every shot with like detective Wu is like, he's always looking down at his phone and like, that's another way we can kind of get the clues. Mm -hmm. And he's like, I guess driving out to this, the scene. But so back to the other point is like Rupert, the cannibal. I just feel like we need to see him. Like if it's a serial killer, he probably needs to kill more than just like, I'm assuming Joel. Yeah. And I, I think it was like implied, right? So he's had okay. two years to go on this killing spree. That's true. You know I what mean, I'm like, saying? So like, and that's how he's sort of attained this, this legend, urban legend status is like a lot of people have gone missing in that area, which is why Joel and Alice are there in the first place because they're kind of like quote unquote investigating yeah. for entertainment purposes only. Okay. Well, about, what about this scene though? What if when they're out there, they t do come upon like people have been murdered and, it, and they find out it's kind of recent and they, um they find his like golden spoon and they take mm. it. And then later you could have Rupert be like, that's my spoon like whisper it like creepily or something yeah. or like yell it or he could, he could ask for a spoon back before he murders Joel. Oh, that's interesting. So what if Rupert uses the spoon as like bait, right? Like you're, oh. you're wandering around in the woods. It's like, it's kind of like an angler fish and how they have like that, that weird light thing yeah. that kind of hangs in front of their face. Like he uses it as like bait. So like you'll be wandering in the woods and like, you'll notice this golden spoon dangling from like the branches and stuff. Yeah. And that's how he gets people to kind of like stay still. And from the perspective of Joel and Alice, it's like this crazy, creepy omen. Right. Like, right. Like, like I imagine it being in someone's like gut. Like if like, if he, like I almost imagine they, they scared him off his like latest kill, like not knowingly. Mm. Okay. I see what you're saying. And then, so they find it like in someone's gut or like kind of bloody and stuff. Yeah. I think it depends if it's like a Smeagol situation where it's precious to him and yeah. it never leaves his sight. Or if it's like 
the a tool in his arsenal. Yeah, because it could still be both. Like if yeah. he would leave it purposely, knowing that like even though he's scared off, he'll he'll come back for it. Yeah. Okay. So let me let's let's recap just a little bit so yeah. we can kind of get some sure footing. So so far we know Rupert uh, was basically banished from summer camp, and he specifically targets people that like remind him of his uh, uh, abusive counselor right. right which is where i can see like maybe even during jewel and alice is that her name yeah walking around like maybe he is like he yells at her for like messing up and like not walking through the woods right or like yeah. not packing right so like it could re okay yeah yeah so that's that like that triggers that triggers rupert yeah plus joel just kind of generally speaking looks like the counselor right yeah Joel and Alice, they have a, they have a streamable channel Mm -hmm. or stream where they basically, uh, you know, sort of investigate urban legends and where Joel is kind of the, the skeptic and, um, Alice is kind of the monster supernatural expert. Right. Mm -hmm. And like, that's the dynamic that they have on the show. And so they're wandering through the woods of the Dakotas looking for the, the gold spoon cannibal, which at this juncture is sort of a urban legend, right? So right. we know that people sort of disappear in those woods all the time and that sort of thing. This entire time they're streaming it live by way of their streamable channel. Mm-hmm. And is, uh, is detective Wu watching it? Is he, I feel like, he, yeah, he I almost like, have to, right? Right. I feel like the way it would work out is like, he's, if he especially uses social media, maybe he's just using Twitch and it has like hashtag gold, gold spoon cannibal yeah. and like check out the stream and he goes to watch the stream. And then, I don't know if anything like particular triggers him or if, um, you know, what, what sen- what makes him think that this is a real reason to go out there? Maybe it's, they find, maybe that is what they find is like that scene in the spoon. And maybe that's when he's like, oh, this is real. And he starts heading out through the stream. Detective Wu kind of witnesses all this go down and it's, he uses his expertise, uh, in social media and streaming and all that stuff to kind of triangulate their, their position. There's, there's that or like, again, like uh, the stream is the one basically doing that. And he's just following the clues that the, the, right. that the um, audience is creating. OK, like they're like, um, oh, because like they go, oh, that sounds like a 737 jet above. They go, oh, that jet is here. Right. And because then, when Alice and Joel that when they're captured by Rupert. Right. Because I, I assume I just assume he doesn't kill him on the spot. Right. That and like technically he only wants to kill Joel because based on what they said before is he, the woman was an accident. Oh, that's man. true. So like that. So maybe, it. maybe Joel eats it first. Maybe he, she just can keep streaming or something. Well, I was thinking she drops the camera. Okay, so yeah. like that's, that's their only, that's their only clue is the stream is still going on. And yeah. so like the camera's laying there and they hear like a 747 flying overhead and there's like a stream. And so like using all the information just from this one shot, this, yeah. this shot that the camera is stuck on. So, you know, Detective Wu is watching the the comments come in, mm-hmm. you know, and somebody says, "Oh, you know, I just checked. Uh, I just checked the um, the FFA's records, and you know, there's a flight uh, passing over, you know, that area right now, and you know, here it's specific coordinates or something like that. Right. And, you know, and someone else is like, "This is a certain type of moss that yeah. only grows here, and like that's kind of the that's kind of the meat of the movie, right? So like." It, a lot of it okay, actually yeah. happens at his desk, which is kind of weird, right? So is it at his desk or is it like is he tr- is he driving there or something? Um, it could be either. I don't know, man. Yeah, maybe Both. he is driving. Yeah, because I guess if if like real shit were going down, he probably wouldn't just hang out at his desk, right? But does he go alone? 
I mean, I, I feel like we've already painted this picture where his role is somewhat unappreciated. And so mm -hmm. he's, he's going alone just because he doesn't really like socialize with the rest of the, maybe the he's police like, force anyway. And maybe he's like talking in this dream. Like he's like, Hey, I'm <laughs> detective. Wu, I'm going to head out there. Okay. Like maybe that's something that happened. Like maybe he's somehow interacting with them to okay. get more clues or like, yeah. I like that. So at the risk of like speeding this up, I mean, I think we're basically, yeah, we just need a movie. So like, okay. So like, yes. So through a series of conversations in the comments and, oh and stuff like that, like Dr. Wu arrives, you know, at the edge of the woods and he knows that like, once he goes in there, like there's no turning back. In fact, you know, he's, he's kind of out of tricks, right? Like at this juncture, he knows that maybe Joel is dead and that Alice is really, Alice is the one thing that's keeping him moving forward. And so, you know, he's like, okay, well, I've got to, I've got to rescue Alice. Like it, like at the very least, that's what I've got to do. Right. It's not so much about like capturing Rupert. Right. Cause in the end, especially if this is like a, a Jason type thing, like he's not going to kill Rupert. Yeah. He's like going to catch him at least. And at the risk of doubling back, like it's, we're, we're treading this really fine line between like monster movie mm -hmm. or like slasher. And like serial killer. So like when I think of serial killer, I think of like Silence of the Lambs where there's nothing really supernatural about the killer. And in a way, like this guy is just really smart about the woods because he's been living out here yeah, for the last right. 10 years. He's like an expert predator. Like maybe he has like a tunnel system. Yeah, that's like true. That. Like, I mean, yeah, he, he's perfected. He's perfected a way to trap people and, and in like, the woods. And get away. And then eat them. Ton. Yeah. <laughs> and then like, and then like the tunnels allow him to like vanish and reappear. So that's like his quote unquote superpower is he just kind of like, he just knows the woods really, really well. Yeah. And so, so detective Wu, you know, he sets foot in the woods and he's starting to follow the breadcrumbs, so to speak. And he stumbles upon like Joel's body. So he knows he's getting closer. And it's like eaten. Yeah. Like it's, it's like skull is hollowed <clears throat> out like a cereal bowl. <laughs> I, I imagine like Alice could like, maybe like, maybe she's like in the, like, when something happens, like displaying like, Oh my God, he's eating, he's oh, eating God. Joel. Like yeah. she could like see it happening or something. And so are you thinking the same thing that I'm thinking? And basically where the final confrontation happens at the RV, because we've oh. established that, that Rupert's kind of made this his base camp. So that's where he takes Alice and he's not really sure what to do with her because he's not like particularly triggered, triggered by her. Yeah. Like she doesn't, she doesn't remind him of his camp counselor, obviously, but like, I don't right. know. Yeah. So yeah. So if he captured her, brought her back, brought Rupert or brought um, Joel back to eat a skull, um, like a nice bowl of cereal, some strawberry of, ice cream, some sort of like ramen. <laughs> <laughs> oh no! Um, <clears throat> like I, I feel like you just I, we we follow Detective Wu into the heart of the woods and things get like creepier and creepier. Like there's like bones and shit hanging from the trees and I don't know. I yeah. mean. And he's just getting closer. He's, what, is, what is that smell? Yeah. You know, and it's just, yeah, the smell is getting stronger and stronger. And eventually he reaches this, like the, the ravine where the, the RV crashed. Right. And he's like peering down into it. And like, he knows by way of the legend that like, that's where the gold spoon cannibal hangs out. Yeah. So, um, yeah, maybe at some point Alice just gets like knocked out mm -hmm. because she's screaming and stuff. So Rupert doesn't want to kill her, but he does like hit her. To knock her out. So like she's not yeah. tied up even or anything, maybe like or she's just Okay. She's just like knocked out That's basically. Fair okay. And so yeah, she's knocked out. The stream's still going, which is how Wu finds her. Is maybe Rupert's not even there anymore. Yeah. Or, or do they I mean like they probably need a fight. It's interesting because I guess again, if this were like 
a horror slasher flick, there would definitely be some sort of like physical confrontation at the end. But like when I stop and think about most, not most, but like at least the the serial killer films that I've seen, it's almost like a it's it's almost like a like a twist ending where yeah, like he thinks he's gonna find the the killer at this particular place, but they're not there. Right. So like maybe like what if all this was like this extremely clever ruse where, you know, like Rupert set up this like dummy, dummy Alice in the, in the RV and detective Wu thinks he's like moments away from rescuing her. And Rupert like detective Wu doesn't even really remind him of this camp counselor, but maybe he's not that discerning. I don't know. Right. That's what I was kind of curious of. Like, is he trying to lure, like is Rupert trying to lure someone to save Alice or is it just like, she's just there like unconscious but maybe Wu knows enough about this to be curious to like peek around inside yeah. like the van. This is going to feel real, really expedited. Yes. But like, do we want this to be a happy ending? So in other words, does Kenneth Wu succeed in rescuing Alice or does, does he not succeed in saving Alice and escape or do they all bite the dust or maybe detective Wu bites the dust, but Alice gets away. I guess in my mind, I was thinking Wu Alice gets away, but I was also thinking that like they have his spoon, which kind of mm. like, cause like they know that the, the guy would want his spoon back. Yeah. But. Because it is from his mom. Like then that's right. like the, that's his strong emotional tie Maybe to the object. As they're like running away or something. And I'm assuming there's a chasing, like, like before they do, like Alice does like, end up like she Wu wakes her up. Okay. They're, they're starting to run away, but Alice like grabs the spoon and like maybe Wu doesn't even see it. And she like tucks it in her pocket. Okay. And so like the next show could uh, be like, maybe she lives out in the country type thing. And so like, okay, he could track her down. So like that's, that would be, that leaves it up for a, a sequel without murdering anybody or whatever. Yeah. So just to, just to recap or repeat that back. So detective Wu finds Alice and, you know, basically uh, revives her, you know, and says, we got to get out of here. And, you know, they're on their way out and Alice says, wait, wait, wait a second. And she's like, kind of like looking around and D Detective Wu's like, what are you doing? And she's like, hold on, I just got to get something. And, yeah. you know, she, cause she's, you know, as the audience, we understand that she's seen where he keeps the spoon. So she, yeah. she grabs the spoon and they run out. And so it, at the risk of being somewhat anticlimactic, they just like make their escape, right? Maybe they're chased. Does that make it better? Or like maybe, maybe there's some sort of, oh, the smell keeps getting stronger. Okay. And like you said, he has, he has like this underground network of tunnels or just, he can, he can negotiate or navigate the woods in a way that's like almost supernatural. Yeah. Right? Like he knows it like the back of his hand. And so conversely, they don't. So they're, they're trying to make their escape based on, you know, uh, Detective Wu retracing his steps. But there, so there's like a series of kind of narrow escapes or, uh, uh, so they like narrowly, narrowly evade Rupert. Right. And they eventually make it out of the woods, but Rupert's like, you know, no, no way, man. Like I'm, I'm not going out there. Right. Um, and so they get away and then, I mean, we kind of do like a, a false ending, right? Like, every, like everything's cool and you know, they, they get away. Alice like writes a book on it and you know, says like how I survived the golden spoon cannibal situation or whatever. Detective Wu is like, not promoted, but he's like taken more seriously. He gets like he gets someone to under him. Yeah, like yeah, he gets like a he gets like a subordinate or like yeah, he becomes kind of like a like a lead or a head detective or something. Yeah. And then what? Like normally we're so, just so what I was thinking is, especially if we have the camera shots establishing that like this is the Goldspoon 
Cannibal's vision. Then at the end of it, you like you see like you you see Alice like in her house, yeah, writing something. And maybe the spoon's sitting there next to it, yeah. But it's just like you know that that's the Cannibal watching her in her house. Oh, interesting. I was gonna say the one thing that I and by extension the audience has probably forgotten about is the camera that's still there. And so like one day, like the camera like fires back up and like there's the stream, right? It doesn't make a whole lot of sense because obviously like the battery would have died, this, that, and the other, but like, I don't know. I mean, it would be like a really creepy way of ending it, right? Yeah. Um, I don't know. It's just as likely that, yeah, like he's sort of peering through the window, but we kind of have our false ending and like how we want to sort of continue the legend of the gold, the gold spoon cannibal is kind of, TV. Like that's the only thing we haven't really figured out yet. Right. And so, yeah, like Alice writes her book, detective Wu is promoted or, you know, he's at least at the, at, at the very least respected in his, uh, in the, the police force. And we just kind of call it a day. Right. Yep. Okay. And, and fade, fade to, to black. black. All right. Let's name it. Gold spoon cannibal. I, the gold, cause it, yeah, the, the gold spoon cannibal. I mean, yeah, because normally like those sort of serial, it's always like the, Z- the Zodiac Killer right, or- Hannibal. Yeah. Um, I'm down with that. The Gold Spoon Cannibal. Well, I'm glad we could finish someone's someone's work. Yeah. You, got, <laughs> you found your phone too, so that's, yeah. that's good. All right. Well, well, I mean, another one in the, another one I can, I guess. Yeah, I guess so. I guess, uh, I don't know. Do we just leave it on? I mean, I guess so. All right. Well, see you later. Bye. And that's the show, everyone. As you can tell, the format of this episode was a little bit different. You can tweet at us at StoryMachine9K using the hashtag SM9K, or you can email us at StoryMachine9000 at gmail.com and tell us what you thought. Our logo design was by David Padgett. Music and mixing by Dave Ann. Additional technical support by Justin Teal. And this episode was edited by Chris Wake. Thanks, and we'll see you next time.